0: The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Use the primary code SGP for up to $1,000 deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Network college football tournament. We're simulating a real college football playoff that you can bet on every Saturday, Sunday night in June. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash cft for all the details That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash cft. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And finally, we'll also bought you by Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams is a new company with a full lineup of premium smokable C B D. Now shipping legally to all 50 states. And if you use the promo code SGP, you'll get 15% off. That's Cushy Dreams, K-U-S-H-Y Dreams.com and the promo code SGP. <laughs> You are listening to the one and only EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at SGP EPL where you were given five EPL winners over the weekend. Five and O EPL winners on the... The Twitter account from the Twitter account at SGP EPL this weekend. So make sure you follow that. Check out the website sportsgamblingpodcast.com where you can find my weekly article on the EPL. And check out my website lockbetting.com where we absolutely destroyed the books this weekend. We had uh, a 9 0 1 record for Thursday and Friday. We then blitzed out a ten and five record on Saturday. We then went seven and two on Sunday, and today I'm doing this on Monday. We just went two and zero. Oh. Absolute free money all over the place over at LockBetting.com. One of the best weekends I've had. It was overdue because we we're on the verge of just breaking away and making some major money, and we just kept having majorly bad breaks, like injury time goals, teams going down to 10 men, overs not cashing with teams having goals disallowed by VAR and hitting the inside of the post and missing penalties and all kinds of garbage. And then all of a sudden, everything came right. The bad beats disappeared. I had perfect reads on the games all month, even through the lockdown period. And then all of a sudden, it all came good. Just free money all over the place. And as I said, five free play winners giving out over at SGP EPL an 8-1 free play one at the moment over there and we look to continue that this week so make sure you follow that account at SGP EPL but the best place to go and make money to get action on all of the leagues all across Europe will be of course at lockbetting.com my website lockbetting.com to get that European show that we advertised on the Bundesliga show if you listen to the end of the Bundesliga show the European show was tacked on there for free that only costs $10 a month that's $2.50 per show and for $2.50 this week's show would have seen you go seven and one had we landed all eight picks we would have got a uh, we would have landed a 189 to one parlay we were just one pick short of landing that but you would have landed loads of money anyway if you'd bet on all the picks because we did end up going 7-1. We are one goal away, literally one goal away. Shakhtar in Belarus conceding that one goal stopped us from landing a 189-1 parlay if you'd landed, uh, if you'd gone with all those picks. Over here on the EPL show, ended up going 8-2 and two with my picks last week. Didn't land the lock. As I said, that was seriously compensated for by going 5-0. and oh over at SGPEPL so you could have got all of that stuff for free just by following that Twitter account most of the stuff gets retweeted by Ryan and Sean anyway I urge you to follow it I want to get that Twitter account up to as many people as possible obviously I lost the lock betting at lock betting account and um, was disappointed by that so I really want to get at, at SGPEPL going but uh, the guy responsible for getting the Lockbetting Twitter account suspended, for getting my verified Twitter account suspended, for costing me tens of thousands of dollars because he damaged my credibility by me losing that account and having access to thousands and thousands of followers who could have actually subscribed to betting packages. They weren't just wrestling fans because these were guys that would have been interested in in signing up to to Lockbetting, but I lost access to... Around about 80,000 people. He was fired today by Fox. And um, I would like to take this time to gloat about the role I played in that. Obviously, over the years, I have multiple contacts in the WWE. That's how I'm able to get this information about the WWE, which my clients have been able to bet on. I have friends in high places and recently one of my friends has ascended to a much higher position. So this time when he fucked with me, it was very different to when he got my verified account deleted because at that time I knew a few people in the WWE, enough people to get some information. But over the years, my situation was changed I'd move past it because Lock betting was doing well as a company. LockBetting.com was doing well as a company. I like doing my podcasts on the SGP. I kind of moved my wrestling stuff to the back burner. I still do it, I still do my website, I still do my articles, but my main focus remains on gabbling. But once he went after that Lock betting account, and the reason he went after that is because. I landed myself another high-profile job in wrestling. I started doing a podcast with Vince Russo, a guy who wrote Wrestling during the Attitude Era, and it put me back on the radar. And suddenly, as I was back on the radar, he decided to go after my current Twitter account, which I was promoting on that show, which was at LockBetting. And once he got rid of that, and knowing that I now have people in the company in much higher places than I had in 2017, I had to... I had to even his score. I had to go after him. I had to do what I could. And now that asshole lost his job at Fox and it was absolutely deserved. I have no remorse for it whatsoever. No regrets. He fucked with me. It lost me my verified Twitter account. It cost me tens of thousands of dollars. It damaged my reputation. Then he tried to get rid of my lock betting account, my lock betting Twitter account and succeeded. And that's why it's not there. So he can go fuck himself because today he lost his job on Fox and quite frankly, I'm really, really happy about it and I couldn't give a shit. So this podcast is actually late because I was um, reveling in that today. We had to do a, a video on YouTube talking about that plus our wrestling podcast as well. So that's why this show is a little bit later than advertised, but hopefully we can compensate for that by making you some money like we did last time out Uh, the games actually start on Tuesday at six o'clock tomorrow we start with Leicester versus Brighton once again all these games are staggered out so they're going to be on TV Um, Leicester versus Brighton kicks off Leicester are seven to ten to win that game 13 to five the draw and four to one on Brighton for me I think What I saw was two teams that actually found it difficult to put the ball in the net at the weekend. I know Brighton scored two goals against Arsenal, but Arsenal's defence was absolutely shocking. It's like they were still practising social distancing from the coronavirus. That's the joke anyway. And uh, watching Arsenal on um, Arsenal Fan TV capitulate and um, just bow down in disgust after Arsenal end up losing that game. Arsenal's just a joke now. Arsenal fan TV is a joke, the club's a joke, the players are a joke, um, David Luiz is a joke, the fact he can even get a game at Arsenal when he's fit and and able, it's just a complete joke of a team, so I wouldn't put too much emphasis on that win for Brighton, other than the fact that they now have more points and look much less likely to go down, and... Leicester City themselves, they needed, um, they needed just a couple of wins going into the season to secure themselves that third place position. They'll certainly finish in the top five, which is going to secure a Champions League position unless Man City can overturn the European band. So they're not really massively incentivised, although obviously if they play to their best, they will beat this Brighton team. But I think this is going to be a tight game. I think Brighton now are playing more like they need to. They're not playing that, that football that i uh that i said they were playing they went very very direct once they went a goal down against arsenal they realized that they were pretty much outplayed at the start of that game and um in the end arsenal were the first ones to make to get the breakthrough and after that brighton did result to more direct football and look what happened they directly went at arsenal and ended up winning that game so i think that sense of directness and doing what they need to do in certain games is something that's going to stay with them. And what Brighton need to do here is they need to set out to frustrate Leicester. And I think what you're going to see is you're going to see the first half go by here without a goal scored, which is massively going to lean us here towards the under. The, the over is priced at 8 to 11. The under here is priced at even money. And I think tomorrow's first game will cash with the under here at even money in Leicester versus Brighton. Under 2.5 goals for that one up next you have Tottenham versus West Ham where Tottenham are the 8-11 favourites it's 3-1 the draw and it's 4-1 on West Ham I think we're getting a good price on Tottenham here because Tottenham were leading against Man United and in the end Man United ended up getting a point and could have won it because they had a penalty disallowed by VAR in injury time they didn't end up winning that game but they could have actually turned uh, had a complete turnaround and came back and when Paul Pogba came on he looked like a a different player he did look rejuvenated Man United did look good in second half but in first half Tottenham were the ones that were winning that game and uh, Man United were were made to look pretty ordinary the Tottenham defenders seem to have them in check Uh, Mourinho's team seems to be a lot more organized in in contrast to West Ham who who never looked like doing much in their game against Wolves and were completely outclassed in a 2-0 defeat so I don't know how West Ham go to Tottenham here and and do better than Manchester United they look like a team who are in free for all and I don't think this season's going to be decided by results at teams like Tottenham who are far better than them. And obviously, this is a big derby game as well, where usually the atmosphere would be frantic for this, but there's no fans there. But Tottenham still know that their supporters will expect them and want them to beat West Ham. And Tottenham, of course, are chasing Champions League positions still. They're not out of the race for the top five, unlike Arsenal and and Sheffield United. Tottenham and Wolves are still contesting this position, this fifth place, and will be looking for for Manchester United or Chelsea to slip up. And um, I think they'll win this game here. I think these odds are really, really good. And I like Tottenham to win this at 8 to 11. Moving on to Wednesday. So just two games on Tuesday. But Wednesdays start at six o'clock with four games. These are not staggered. And we begin with Manchester United against Sheffield United, where Manchester United are the one to two favourites here. So minus 200. It's 16 to five a draw, and it's seven to one on Sheffield United. Um, I would like to have bet this game earlier because the odds were out before and uh, just after Man United's draw with Tottenham I think we saw a line for this because there was early lines for all of these fixtures and Man United were priced up at around 8 to 13 or 4 to 7 in some places and uh, now it's at 1 to 2 because we've seen Sheffield United just get one point out of a possible six they look really bad at Newcastle and um I really thought that they would be a team that didn't do well when we resumed, because they're very, very reliant on their on their supporters. They play up; they're passionate team. They play with their hearts, and uh, they're not naturally gifted players, which is why they a relegation favourites. And I think now we're seeing the real Sheffield United. And I think we're seeing Sheffield United that might struggle next season because they really don't have the personnel to do as well as they did, and that in sense makes them the surprise package of the season but i don't think we're going to see a surprise here despite the fact that this has this has gone from four to seven to one to two there's still value at one to two because manchester united will well they should definitely win this game here against sheffield united and uh, i'm not going to look for any other bet here other than that that one to two because i think that's good enough but um actually As a side bet, maybe look at Manchester United winning this game with a clean sheet because they were very well organized in defense prior to the lockdown period. And even the goal on on Friday, that was down to an error by David De Gea. So when you're getting Manchester United here at um, a best price of 6-5 to to win with a clean sheet, I think that one has some value as well. Newcastle versus Aston Villa is next, where Newcastle are the 5-4 to favourites. It's 23 to 10 to draw, and it's two to one here on Aston Villa. I can't see past a, another win here for, for Newcastle here. I think there's decent value on them at five to four. I think this will be a tight game where Aston Villa know they have to defend a lot better than they did before they lost that lead to Chelsea. But I think Newcastle coming off that win against Sheffield United, back-to-back wins here, will secure their league campaign, and they can look forward to the weekend and the make-or-break FA Cup tie against Manchester City. But uh, I just can't see Villa getting a away win, and I think the, the draw no bet market here has really great value because Sheffield United five to four to win this game in night in, in ninety minutes with the three-way market with the draw, but four to six is great value on the draw no bet market because I definitely don't see Aston Villa winning this game. Maybe they can get a point here, can can come away with a point here, but they're not, they're not going to win this game at Newcastle, Newcastle at this moment in time, are just a far better team than Aston Villa, Steve Bruce has done a good job there, and I think it'll be a shame, when he loses his job at the summer, because there's massive investment, uh, coming into this club, and, um, the new owners will be looking at a new manager because they don't feel like Steve Bruce is a big enough name but he's really done well this season I know Rafa Benitez has got a lot of praise for what he did at Newcastle and uh, rightfully so but Steve Bruce has done equally as well this season getting this team to where they are in the league up next you've got Norwich versus Everton where Norwich are at 14-5 it's 13-5 the draw and it's even money on Everton Definite value here on Everton because they looked pretty good against Liverpool. They did well to contain them, I and mean, it'll be difficult to see Norwich scoring a goal against Everton when they couldn't score against Southampton. Everton are far better defensively than them, and um, I certainly think they just come out here, seal Norwich's fate, uh, and win this game by by, by 2 nil scoreline. I think they score either side at a half. Um, I think once. Everton penetrate, Norwich will come out chasing the, 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 the equaliser and there at that juncture I think Everton will be able to score again. I think definitely good value here on Everton here at even money. Up next we've got Wolves versus Bournemouth where Wolves are available at 4-6. It's 14-5 to five the draw and it's 9-2 on Bournemouth. Yeah, I can't see past Wolves winning this. I know Bournemouth were a team that I thought had the potential to stay up but they really looked bad really bad against the Crystal Palace team if you're playing like that against Crystal Palace and uh, you can't come out the blocks any better after a poor first part of the season or a first 29 games and um, and then you come out after having all of that period to, to refocus and rebuild and think about wanting to stay in this league I think the main problem that I'm seeing with Bournemouth is that Eddie Howe has missed out on a load of jobs he's a manager that's done really well at Bournemouth and um, and he deserves a lot of credit for that but at the end of the day he's got to have ambitions to to move up and when a lot of jobs passed him by Over the last four to six months, I think that would have been disappointing for him. I think the position at Bournemouth has become stale. There's not much more he can do at the moment. And this relegation fight was almost inevitable. Not that they would go down, because I thought they were too good to go down. But I didn't see them having a, a great season over and over and over again because... That they, they don't have the personnel to do that. They don't have the, the ground to do that because your attendance reflects how much money you make and it's difficult for Bournemouth to buy better players. They've overachieved anyway and they've done really well getting the players that they have. But eventually the manager wants to move on and the players want to move on as well. And if this Bournemouth team do go down, despite the fact loads of these players have underperformed, Brooks is going to move on. Fraser is going to move on. Joshua King is going to move on. Ake is going to move on, Callum Wilson is going to move on all of these players, these strong, strong top Bournemouth players are going to continue to play in the Premier League and I think they know that and maybe that's why we're seeing a lack of motivation from Bournemouth. maybe that's why we're seeing such a different team because all of these players are not passionate about the club because maybe they know they've got other places to go next season and we're definitely seeing that in their performances so staying with this game I can't see past Wolves winning this game and uh, and making even making things even worse for Bournemouth, and it's difficult to see Bournemouth getting out of it at the moment because despite the fact there are teams that, that could go down uh, w- instead of them, I don't think that Brighton are particularly good despite the fact they've beaten Arsenal and Watford. They are missing two very key players, yet Leicester let them escape with a point with a ninety-fourth-minute equaliser on um, on Saturday. But um, Bournemouth are not doing themselves any favours here by, by laying a massive egg at home to Crystal Palace, an awful performance all the way round. And I can't see them beating a Wolves team that looked so good against West Ham and, and won that game relatively comfortably on Saturday. Before we move on with the rest of the show, let me remind you that everything we're talking about here, you can bet at mybookie.ag. Take advantage of the dynamic back lines on major sports returning to play like the NBA, MLB and NHL. Plus, the UFC has its next big fight card at Fight Island on July the 11th, which will have plenty of action. And we will be covering that right here on The Fight Show. Also, don't forget the guys are hosting Madden Sims every Thursday and Friday, plus their college football tournament games Saturday and Sunday night. And you can only bet those over at mybookie.ag. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com CFT. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com CFT. Also, if you sign up now and use the promo code SGP, you can net yourself some extra cash on top of your deposit. So for example, if you put in a thousand dollars, they'll spot you a free five hundred bucks to play with. So don't forget to use that promo code SGP when you make your first deposit. With my bookie, you bet, you win, and most importantly when you win, you get paid. Let me also take a second out here to talk about Ace Per Head. If you've ever thought about starting your own sports book or don't know how, Ace is here to help you start that sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all lines updated to the second and wages graded immediately. they got top-notch customer support going 24-7, They offer an amazing mobile experience, a live betting experience as well. And uh, you can get started today as Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And of course, last but by no means least, let me give a shout out here to Cushy Dreams, a new company with a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. They specialize in extraordinary CBD, rich hemp flour, and pre-rolled CBD joints. They now ship legally to all 50 states, and you can get 15% off with our promo code SGP. That's Cushy Dreams, K-U-S-H-Y.com, and the promo code SGP. Okay, let's continue on with the show where we have Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. And Liverpool at 1-5, 17-4 to draw, and it's 10-1 on Palace. Liverpool still can't win the title because Manchester City won again this week. So Liverpool still need uh, a couple more wins or they need Man City to slip up. Or they need uh, two draws and a win. So it is, it is inevitable. It's just a case of when. Obviously, they'd prefer to win it at Anfield. But it's not going to happen in this game. But I do think, obviously, Liverpool will win it. They're 1-5 to five to do so. It's just a case of how and when. The handicap market has some appeal with Liverpool minus 1 or minus 1.5 Asian line. Same thing. Available at 8-11. to 11 and uh, Liverpool to win to nil so to win this game without conceding is available at 11 to 10 I think I'd rather be safe and go with the handicap line because obviously teams can concede at any time but um But either one I think is fine. I don't think Crystal Palace will score here. I think Liverpool will end up winning this game 2-0. I don't think there'll be be a plethora of goals in this one because I do think that a lot of teams have worked out how to play Liverpool. And Everton did a great job. I did speak about the template laid out by Watford and replicated by Atletico Madrid. And Everton did very, very well to contain this game. We had a one-unit play on the on the under 3 goals in this one on the asian line under 3 which pushes at 3 and uh, we landed it and cashed it really really easily and i think this is going to be the same i think this is definitely going to be an under i think liverpool win this with a clean sheet and for me uh i think they win this 2-0 but to be on the safe side just in case Palace do penetrate this defence in some way and uh, Palace have been a bit of a bogey team for Liverpool over the past few decades uh, I would rather go with the minus one handicap because I do think that Liverpool will be able to find a net a couple of times against this Palace team who looked really good against Bournemouth and that just shows how bad Bournemouth are because this Crystal Palace team are not good and um, they will struggle again next season and they will struggle to keep hold of Zaha and Roy Hodgson has the done a good job getting this team safe this season but I don't think they're going to make any kind of dent in Liverpool's title hopes so um, minus 1.5 as I just said or Liverpool to win this to nil either one cashes easily this is a definite win for Liverpool and this will take them one win away from securing the title which they'll probably be able to do in their next game up next we have Watford's trip to Burnley where Watford are actually the six to four favourites It's 9-5 on Burnley and it's 11-5 on the draw. I don't see how Watford are favourites here. Um, They're missing those two key players. I don't think Burnley can play as poorly as they did today against Manchester City. Burnley themselves are missing some key players. Um, There is a contract issue with some of the players that um, that they were supposed to keep with contracts expiring on July the 1st. So those guys that haven't signed contracts were not playing today, but... As far as I'm concerned, there's still enough players there for Burnley to get something at home to Watford. I would not be having Watford as as an away favourite here, given their league position and the fact they're missing key players. So Burnley on the double chance market, uh, definitely provides some value here at four to seven and uh, the under definitely provides some value here available at four to five i definitely think the under caches in this game i see this being decided by by one goal or possibly just being played out as a nil nil or a one or draw up next we have southampton versus arsenal where southampton are the narrow eight to five underdogs here it's 12-5 to five the draw and it's 6-4 to four at Arsenal. Arsenal shouldn't be favourites to beat anyone in this league away from home other than Norwich. They are that bad. They look that poor. This is a team in turmoil who may even struggle to finish inside the top seven European places. Um, they, they're going to finish behind Tottenham. They're going to finish behind Wolves. And um, I personally think Manchester United are going to secure fifth place. So the best I think Arsenal could do is eighth and... I'm not even sure they're gonna get that. This is a team that look really, really poor. And um I think Southampton win this game. The draw no bet market is is very, very tempting to me. I think there's great value on Southampton here at even money. Arsenal are an eight to eleven favourite in the draw no bet market, but I wouldn't be touching Arsenal. I would be touching Arsenal for the rest of the season. their the fixtures are difficult as well, including a, a home game against Liverpool and um it just doesn't look good for Arsenal at all. Not just for the remainder of the season, but even in the summer when you're looking at people that are probably going to go, Ozil's going to leave most likely. I can see him playing out um, either in his career, either in China or moving to the MLS. I don't think they're going to keep hold of a Bamiyang. Lacazette doesn't look like the same player. This is just this is just a team on the on the decline, big time, and it's not a good time to be an Arsenal fan at all. <clears throat> final game is the game of the week and it's Chelsea versus Manchester City at 8 15 on Thursday Chelsea the 3 to 1 underdogs it's 14 to 5 the draw and it's 10 to 11 on City City look like they are taking this remainder of this season seriously maybe here they may rest a few players but even if they rest players you've got well cast players to come in and replace them so It doesn't really make a massive difference. Both these teams have to play FA Cup ties, so they may have one eye on that. I think Man City more so than Chelsea because Chelsea can play in the Champions League this season and their position is more precarious than cities who are comfortably in second. But... I just think that Man City still win it. I think even with a whole bunch of rested players, let's look at the second team here. It's going to be uh, Gabriel Jesus is going to play anyway because Agu- Aguero limped off today's game. Um, Sane would get into the side, Bernardo Silva. I don't know if they'll they'll rest the Bruyne again because he got rested today, but Phil Foden looks like he could deputise... Man City's back four was was poor today and they still kept a clean sheet not poor in terms of their performance but just, just the second string with Cancelo and Otamendi playing in defence it's just not strong when you take Laporte out of that back line and um They still managed to keep a clean sheet today. They look so, so comfortable. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. I would think that we, we don't see too many players rested because I think Pep Guardiola would be comfortable with this team winning two away games this week, being at Chelsea, (coughs) being the more difficult one and then going away to Newcastle after that. So I think he'll have faith in his players and I think they'll win both games this week. They're going to get themselves to the FA Cup semi-final and uh, I think they've, they're a good bet here to win at Chelsea at 10 to 11. Chelsea did win their game against Aston Villa but they did it by the skin of their teeth. Aston Villa were comfortable in that game and um, Chelsea ended up putting some pressure on, equalising and then two minutes later scoring again and winning the game. Three, three good minutes by Chelsea and they ended up winning the game. Chelsea have got a tough tie at the weekend away to Leicester. Whereas um, Manchester City go to Newcastle. It's a tough tie as well because Newcastle are playing well, but I think Man City will have too much for them and too much for Chelsea as well. So I look for them to win a couple of games this week. Closing out with the lock on the show. Plenty to like here. I'd like Liverpool to comfortably get past Palace. I think Wolves have got too much for Bournemouth. I think Man United at one to two is good value at Sheffield United. But I'm going to take an early one here. I'm going to go with Tottenham to beat their rivals, West Ham. You've got two teams that should be equally incentivized here because Tottenham are still trying to get into that top five and West Ham desperately trying to stay in the Premier League. They have dropped into the relegation places at the moment. We didn't talk about them as a relegation prospect. We talked about Bournemouth along with... Um, Aston Villa and Norwich and maybe Watford getting dragged down there and Brighton not quite being as good as their league position. We don't talk about West Ham because we talk about them being too good to go down and and having a great stadium and great players, but they need to get their act together. I don't think it's going to happen against, against Tottenham, but I, think they need to get their act together after this game this this for me is great value for tottenham here at eight to eleven this is going up against the west ham team they've watched each of their last six premier league away games tottenham have won five of the last nine premier league home games and their failures to win the other games came against all the other teams in the top six plus if you look at that period they were without kane and son for a long time who return here uh, Son Jung Min has actually scored six goals in his last six competitive appearances, and he's actually netted in four of his last four games against West Ham individually as well. And he's great value on a side bet to, to score in this game, which is available at six to four. That's Hong, Hing Min Song to score at any time at six to four. But Tottenham is the lock. Tottenham at eight to 11 to win this game is the lock. As for the parlay, I would just parlay in the other teams that um, that didn't make it as a lock. So you're looking at Manchester United, you're looking at Wolves, and you're looking at Liverpool. That's all on Wednesday, and that would be where I go with the parlay. For the dog, really easy one for me. Arsenal to lose. So fade Arsenal, Southampton to beat Arsenal. Take that on the draw, no bet market, even money. Get your money back if it's a draw. Arsenal are not going to win at Southampton. They look Awful, and uh, they're a team that I want to fade for the rest of the season. They're basically equivalent to the Schalke, equivalent to Schalke in the Bundesliga. And fading them worked out very, very nicely. They looked awful at the weekend. I thought that they found some backbone after their performance against um, Bayer Leverkusen, but we've seen Bayer Leverkusen blow their Champions League campaign. They are now looking like they're going to miss out to pushing when you go back. And we saw Wolfsburg comfortably beat Schalke, and I think Arsenal. I kind of like the Schalke here a big team that should be doing a lot better a big big fan base and just continually and have been on the decline over the last few years and that's Schalke and that's Arsenal and I think we're going to see them lose again here I think there's great value on Southampton on the draw no bet market but all of the official plays will be out over at lockbetting.com where we've just had an incredible incredible weekend and we look to continue that run going we've had um nine winning days over the last 10 days nine days out of 10 have been winning days and of course a monster weekend and we do want to keep that going and we do want to keep the free plays coming as well over at SGP EPL that's the Twitter account I want to get that follow account up I want to make up for the loss of at lock because of that moron Ryan Satin, who. Once again, lost his job today at Fox, which was very, very fun for me. And um, hopefully my luck continues because I've had the the luck of seeing Saturn get sacked. I've had the luck of going on an incredible run over the last 10 days, having an incredible weekend. And at the moment, I, I feel hot. And they always say, when you're hot, you're hot, and to ride the hot hand. But also, I'm going to be cautious because... I know that bad beats are coming. I know that bad beats are coming. So just because we're on a hot run at the moment doesn't mean we're going to start throwing out two or three unit players. That's not what we do. We we manage to make over 20 units of profit over two over two grand consistently on a month-to-month basis. And we do it with conservative half unit and one unit plays, especially during this COVID period. I've been doing a lot more half unit plays than usual, more half unit plays than one unit plays, because I understand people's financial positions are different to what they were before or probably are. And uh, I'm aware of that because I always, always make my service for everyone as for as many people as possible. I make it affordable to sign up. I give out free picks, I give up different packages, there's soccer packages, there's all-in packages, and I give back a money-back money guarantee. But I've never, ever, ever had to pay back that money-back guarantee. I've existed for 73 months, and I've made 73 months of solid profit, 73 months of profit. And that is a tracked an undisputed fact. Every bet has been logged for 73 months over at, well, what was it originally? Dirty Jesus, dirtyjesus.com or dirtyjesus.net. Yeah, it was dirtyjesus.net, sorry. And uh, now it's turned over to lockbetting.com. And uh, between the two names, I have had that 73 months of track profit. And I've been on the SGP the whole time. So 73 months is how long the services existed and 73 months is how long I've been here doing the soccer, being a soccer expert, being a resident soccer expert on the SGP. I realize there's other guys doing stuff over at the website, over at sportsgambinpodcast.com where you can also find my article. I know there's other people writing content there. But... I'm still the guy when it comes to soccer. Make no mistake about it. And um, the picks will prove that. The statistics will always shine through and uh, nobody can touch me for soccer. And I think that has definitely been proven over the last week or so. So make sure you check out at SGP EPL and make sure you check out lockbetting.com. That's it from me in this edition of the EPL show. I'll be back again at the weekend. But until then, good luck with all of you bets as always. And...